1: It's about prioritizing what's most important.
0: Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagle's Peak Hiking Trail.
1: Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
0: Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply.
1: Goldilocks Productions broadcasts
0: universal cosmic frequencies that unlock,
1: awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners.
0: Are you ready to experience motivation, magic, miracles, and messages from spirits? Discover the hidden secrets of astrology, numerology, destiny cards, and more. Learn how to use ancient wisdom for the modern world. You are
1: entering into the higher realms with Jeremy Ryden. Namaste to everyone. Welcome to Higher Realms. And what a phenomenal show we're going to have for you tonight. We have the wonderful Autumn Davison. She is a phenomenal intuitive astrologer, a Ricky master. Uh, uh, She does shamanism. There's just so much, but everything's around healing. Everything's around people getting in alignment and living their best life. I found Autumn on Facebook because she runs a page called The Daily Dharma. And if you have ever come across any of her astrology writings, they are so inspiring. But I want to say fresh. It isn't just your cookie cutter uh, thing that you would read on any kind of astrology site. It's really, you could tell it's coming from her spirit and her heart. And she's got so much going on. But we're going to get into the higher realms of astrology and other things that make you feel empowered and healed. And I am so glad to have Autumn. So with no further ado, welcome to Higher Realms, Autumn.
0: Thank you, Jeremy.
1: (laughs) I am just so excited that you're here. As I said, I I saw you on Facebook. Your daily Dharma is great. For everyone that's watching live right now and for those that will be watching this video throughout the replays, can you kind of tell us, what is Dharma? What does that word mean, and what does it mean to you?
0: It's kind of um, like your daily spiritual practices. It's um, the things that you do every day that keep you in alignment, moving toward your purpose.
1: I absolutely love it's that.
0: Like, um, your spiritual mission, your Dharma, the things that you are physically doing in your everyday life.
1: Absolutely. So uh, for those that maybe have heard that word from the Hindu culture or other spiritual cultures, uh, what I hear Autumn saying, especially in higher realms, if you want to live your best life, follow your dharma, follow your passion, follow your purpose. And um, one thing that I love about the, the Hindu teachings of dharma is it will even teach you that there are different seasons in your life and that you don't have to guess what your dharma is all the time. You can know what it is by what season. So, for example, um, autumn is a student. Besides being a full time mother, I mean, hands hands up, high, you know, high five because I love watching what she does with her child. Um, but her dharma would be the best mother that she could be, and also learn the most she could learn in this season as a student. And so, so many people they get confused what should i do what should i do and, and and they allow a lot of confusion because they want to be in alignment and maybe they're not feeling like they got any passion maybe they haven't really discovered their spiritual mission if you haven't discovered your spiritual mission throw yourself into whatever season of life you're in. If you're a student, throw yourself into being a student. If you're a mother, throw yourself into that role of being the best nurturing mother you can be. And while you do these things that uh, you have to at this season in your life, spirit will open up and begin to show you your passion, your mission and everything else. And so I, that's kind of my take on it. But I love everything that you put on the daily Dharma because a lot of it has to deal, besides astrology, uh, spiritual healing and and a connection to spirit. Why did you start Daily Dharma on Facebook?
0: Actually, the reason why I started Daily Dharma was because I felt like um, everybody has different things that makes them feel healthy or makes them feel balanced. And I think that no two bodies, no two people are the same. Things that are good for you might not necessarily be good for me, you know, like some people like wheatgrass, some people like spirulina. Both <laughs> of them are good for you, but I have a, I don't have a good reaction to wheatgrass, but I'm great with spirulina. So the whole purpose of daily dharma was for people to share their dharma. I wanted people to come on and say, what are they doing? What are their health practices? What are their spiritual practices? What are they doing when they feel emotionally upset? Because I figured if all these people got together and shared their daily dharma then people that are looking for new things would be able to have a lot more to choose from, you know, people, I wanted people to share, like, do they do Qigong? Do they do yoga? You know, do they do mantra meditation? What is it that they're doing? What's working for them? So that way the people that people that are going through awakening or through ascension, they first get into it. They're in the dark night of the soul that way. They don't know what to do. They come out and they have no no idea what to do, no idea how to heal themselves, how to center themselves, how to cope with all the things that they're going through, you know? So I really wanted to create a community where people can get together and share what they were doing so that way people can find different things.
1: I think that's so awesome because, um, you know, as you see with spiritual awakening, especially people that, you know, millennials and youngers, uh they're moving away from the four walls of the Christian church. Not that I'm saying anything wrong with any kind of Orthodox religion, but we're seeing more of an open-mindedness, more of a desire to explore different paths and different levels of spirituality. And, you know, daily Dharma gives you a safe space to explore that. You know, I heard, uh, when I was life coaching, I heard someone say one time, why spend your whole life making first mistakes? When you can learn, you can read and you can listen to the advice of others that have been down that path and and avoid some pitfalls or even learn some lessons. And so I think that's great. So I'm going to encourage everyone listening tonight and those that are listening by replay, go to Daily Dharma on Facebook. Uh, it's a group. Look at it. You won't be disappointed. Um, and and we're going to get into uh, different astrology tonight and different things that can empower you in your walk with spirit and living your passion i don't know if that's going to include wheatgrass or not because <laughs> i know i know about i know about uh wheatgrass i used to do that but i also like how she mentioned um the wheatgrass because part of my walk right now is i love how you're going to school for uh, nutrition and a holistic uh you know a dietitian too uh is so many people leave out healthy eating. They leave out uh, how food plays such a major impact on our emotions, on our our diseases and the things that we go through. And so I've spent many years, you know, traveling as a missionary, learning different things spiritually, but I had let my health go. And then I had a big wake-up call that, you know, I was really not only cheating my myself and my students and my 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 whole life experience by not including the body as part of the spiritual practitioner and so you know maybe later on tonight we'll get into some questions about uh, nutrition but this is astrology right now and and that's what drove me to you because your astrology is so unique you're what's called uh, you term yourself an intuitive astrologer can you kind of tell people what that means for you? What is an intuitive astrologer?
0: Well, to me, um, basically what happens is I, I have my moon in the eighth house in Cancer. And the eighth house is when your energies blend with others. And so I notice that um, I often feel the feelings of other people all the time, being an empath. So I'll notice that, um, I'll just start sensing all these currents or all these feelings or all these energies playing out. And I have enough of a conscious awareness to realize that whatever's going on in my life or in the lives of others around me is going on in everyone's life, you know, in a lot of ways, we're all experiencing the same transits. We're all experiencing Saturn and Capricorn. We're all experiencing, you know, Pluto and Mars together or whatever transit's going on. And it is playing out in different areas of our lives, but it's all, it's all the same. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, tonight and tomorrow, there's going to be this big square between Mars and Mercury, right? So we have Mercury retrograde and cancer making us like reflect and ruminate on our own feelings. And then we have Mars and Aries and we're ready to do something new. And there's just this clash of these energies because you're ruminating on the past and you want to do something new. You just want to kind of like break out of a past cycle, you know? So there's a lot of arguments and a lot of heated stuff going on. And it's really just people popping off about, you know, how they're feeling inside or whatever. And I see that. And I see that that's going on in my own life. And when I feel, I feel things deeply. And then I realize that like, okay, well, this isn't just going on for me. This is going on for everybody. I have my um, natal planet Jupiter. It's retrograde in the fifth house. So I really reflect on how I'm feeling and I'm able to express what's going on inside because it's in Aries. So I feel these things inside and then I realize, okay, this is going on inside of me. And I'm so like my North notes in the fourth house in So I'm so able to tune into what's going on inside of me. And then I just take whatever's inside of me and I bring it out. And I'm like, okay, well, if it's going on in here, it must be happening out there.
1: I I absolutely love that. This is the first time that me and Autumn have ever talked face-to-face, and uh, in fact, this is one of her first ever podcasts, and I'm so glad that she agreed to do it, and as you can see, she says she's an introvert, but she's a natural. I love my introverts. That's probably one of the reasons why I love her writing so much, because introverts are so thoughtful when they write, Um, but what's interesting is you have your Jupiter retrograde in the fifth house in Aries. I have my Jupiter retrograde in the fifth house in Aries. (laughs) So it's one of the reasons why we resonate. But some of the things that she just said, if if, if you'll listen, people, is, is things that you're feeling on the inside. This is not just you. You're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not cursed. These are energies that are being played out in everybody's life. In fact, I'm going to give everyone a tip right now. Those people that look like they're motivational speakers or they're movie stars or they got, it looks like they perfect life. I've coached my share of them and they all have their own insecurities, their fears, their trauma, their issues. I said last week on my show, there's not a human being on this planet that doesn't need healing in some way. And uh, that's part of our spiritual growth. And so... I like how you're saying, "Hey, don't realize there's a work, there's a spirit is working things out in this world." You, even if you're not a believer, just being alive in 2020, these first six months has let you know there's all kinds of things going on under the current and all this and that. You said something, and this is for people that are new to astrology. You said something about the transits and how it's affecting us all globally. Can you explain a little bit of what is a transit and what do you mean that? That, you know, it's not just you when a transit's going on. Everybody in this planet is feeling that in some degree.
0: Well, basically, we all are in tune with celestial tides. You know, a lot of people think astrology means that, hey, these big planets are up here and they're making us do this or they're making us feel this way. The planets don't make us do anything. In reality, you know, it's that as above, so below thing. What this astrology is like the study of time, like where we're at in time, really. And when we look up at the sky and when we see where the planets are, it's just telling us where we are in time, like what's going on. The planets up there, the constellations up, are just telling you what's going on with the constellations within you. you know? Absolutely. reflection like a mirror showing back to you what's going on down here.
1: Yeah, I always say the planets don't control you; they compel you. They, there's an there's an you know, there's an energy, but it's you. It's just a map of you, and so you can take your energy or your different personality traits and take it to a high level, or those same traits taken a different way can go to a low level. And so uh, it's definitely learning how to balance all these different energies. What first got you into astrology? What made you a, a you know a believer?
0: I always liked astrology astrology since I was younger. I'm a Sagittarius, sun sign, and ascendant, and I, I always thought it was really interesting, but I started getting into it later really because I didn't understand, and it was really the Scorpios, the Scorpios in my life. I have Pluto, Mars, conjunction, and Scorpio in my 12th house, and I am surrounded by Scorpios, and they're so secretive and I have to know, I have to know things. <laughs> I'm like, why are they acting this way? Why are <laughs> they doing these things? What is going on? Because I like to put everything out on the table. I like to be so authentic and they like to keep everything hidden and don't say anything. And so it was actually, I started um, looking at natal charts so that way I can learn and figure out what was going on with people that didn't want to tell you ever what was going on with them.
1: I think that's wonderful. I'm a Scorpio rising and uh, Scorpio conjunct sun, Scorpio opposite moon. Um, so people are like, well, what are all these terms? What are all these terms? If you have never gotten a natal chart done, a natal chart is, is what the planets were in the sky the moment you were born. If you have never had your natal chart done, you don't know astrology. If you're reading just the sun sign in the paper that you can get in Cosmos or any of these other things, that you're, you're not knowing astrology. Not that I, I'm thinking that's wrong, but it's like it's like you know what, getting a little fingernail and saying that that's the whole body. No, it's not. And so uh, I became a believer when I started actually studying it and and looking at it and realizing, wow, it's, it knew me better than I knew myself. It knew all my situations that were going on in my life that i never told anybody. And it predicted so much things right onto the nose. And so um, I'm challenging you, if you've never have gotten a natal reading done, uh, go to astro.com. It's a free site where you can put in your information and you can get your natal chart. It's better than psychologist therapy. Nothing against psychology and therapy, but there's nobody, not a personality test that you could take, that will compare to a true astrology natal chart understanding. And this is July 2020. If you go to my website, Divine Spark Ministries, I'm having some free readings given this month as a donation. So if you never have had a reading by me and you would like to learn a little bit more, Divine Spark Ministries your chance to see if this stuff is true or not. So Autumn, can you tell us a little bit about what transits are going on right now uh, that you may one or two that the purpose of it what we should be trying to uh, get from that this moment in time
0: a big transit that's going on right now is right now we have the north node in gemini and the south node in sagittarius so the north node is where we're growing into and it's like the energy that's manifesting outward like physically it's the things that we're doing externally where the south node is more like and energy that it's time to let go of it's more introverted right so right now we might be dealing a lot or having a lot of issues coming up about our beliefs about higher education about travel you know you see what's going on right now like um everybody's getting in fights over beliefs over their ideals over their integrity over morality all of these things are becoming issues we're having issues with long distance travel we're having issues with education look what's happening in the schools That is the south node, that's K2, right? Well, we have this north node going on in Gemini. So that's all about about the details, right? It's not about the higher philosophies in life. It's about like the small systems, networking. It's about social media. It's about your environment. What's going on in your everyday environment? These are the areas we're going to grow in. This is about using your rational mind. Now, the bad thing about the south node, or the north node, I'm sorry, The bad thing about the North Node is sometimes it creates, like, a fog or a haze, and the majority of people are unconscious, so they go around they're kind of confused. So the shadow shadow side of Gemini is kind of, like, spreading lies and idle gossip and thinking, you know, like, really about just being what you think, your opinion, you know, and not really being open. But the more exalted form of Gemini is really looking at other people's opinions, Staying that student. Instead of trying to be that teacher, you know, in Sagittarius, it's time to be a student. Listen to other people's opinions. Be open to new ideas. Share inspiration around. um, Share information around, you know. It's all about connecting with others. Finding people that like what you like, you know. Gemini is more lighthearted. It wants to have more fun. It wants to go around and wants to try new things. It's curious. These are the best, like, utilizations of Gemini. Finding new ideas, trying new things, getting skills, working with your hands. Gemini rules the hands. It's all about things like this. You're going to see a lot of um, popularity with things that have to do with technology, new technologies coming out, new ways of communicating. A lot of online schooling or online programmings are going to come out. Um, Siblings are going to be a big deal because Gemini rules siblings. So that's going to be another issue that's going to become up. I wouldn't be surprised. Like the North Mode of cancer, I noticed everybody wanted to become a realtor, the North Mode of <laughs> cancer, you know, now I wouldn't be surprised if everybody wants to have some kind of online show or online business or everybody wants to do something like that. I would not be surprised by that or like seeing a lot more massage therapists. How long
1: how long does this transit last with the North Node in Gemini? Do you know that?
0: It's 18 months. So we have and, like over a year left because it just moved in there.
1: Okay, wow. So are you listening to this, folks? The, the, this next year she's giving us some insights and, and what the insights are. The negative part is that South uh South Node in Sagittarius, which a lot of times is fanatical, uh, uh, far right.
0: Huh? Huh?
1: People being self righteous. Yes, I'm right. I'm right. To what
0: they believe, Yeah. Uh, life Thinking and death. They're right.
1: They know meaning, everything. If you meaning if you don't believe like I believe, then you're attacking me, and you know, and you lose all sense of uh, open dialogue. And so we're going to see. We've seen this already with the far right and politics in the United States, even with the far left, and and no one being able to come together. Uh, so you know, the, the the scary thing with that is there could be, uh, uh, like we saw before, terrorism, people uh, doing terrorist acts in the name of God, in the name of what's right, uh, on either side. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but what this applies to you is to say, where am I maybe being a little too stubborn? Where am I being a little bit too, I mean, where am I thinking that I'm too sure? Like this is just, I believe this, I know I'm right. Maybe it's time to take a step back and say, it won't threaten me, to look at it from a different perspective, it won't threaten me to maybe uh, allow someone else to share their idea. Uh, and so, you know, things that are going on, like Autumn said, uh, you know, this is a great time to get into technology, online master classes. So if you're if you're someone like me right now that does these podcasts, create your master class, create your online classes. Uh, Jim and I also short trips, so there could be a lot of little little trips. That you can take. Maybe it's not safe to go way overseas or to go way over the across the United States. But there's no reason why maybe you can't go a couple hours up to the cabin with the family or go see somebody. Um, I I love how you talked about you know Jim and I about details. Right now, uh, you know, people have been in quarantine. They've been in, uh, locked up. Some states haven't, but it's it's causing us. To reevaluate our relationships with our children, reevaluate our relationships with our siblings. Look at our everyday life and maybe not take it so much for granted because we get in such a you know go to work, go to eat, go to this that we lose some of the the essence of our relationships. So this year we get that chance to renew these relationships and see where in our life that we can foster that connection uh, with our family and our siblings and different ones. Um, I love that so. The north, no, that's a transit. Now, for those of you, when we talked about Dharma, you know, finding your passion and your purpose in life, uh, in astrology, you have a north node in your natal chart somewhere. And that north node will point a lot towards some of the mission or some of the things that you need to develop in this lifetime. Can you share anything about that or or your insights about a natal north node?
0: With a north node, it's important to know that you don't want to completely let go of the South Node because it's like a tree. So the South Node has the roots, these roots that are going to keep you grounded and help you grow. And you're supposed to grow into the North Node and spread your wings out there, right? Your your branches out there. So, you know, having the South Node in Sagittarius, like having that higher education will be a good thing. Having beliefs or morals or integrity would be a good thing but you need to let go of like the lower the levels of that and integrate the higher levels. Well, with the North Node, a lot of people are scared of the North Node. Wherever the North Node's at in your chart, that's what you're gonna be afraid to do because you have an experience there. You don't, it's not your comfort zone. You don't feel good there. This is actually what you need to balance your energy is your North Node. So if you have these two energies, like let's say, let's choose Cancer and Capricorn, right? So Capricorn South Node, that's all about your professional career, the things you're doing out in the world. It's about responsibility and duty. Well, the Cancer, that's about home. That's about family. That's about inner peace, right? Well, it's a lot easier to have like a home and a family if you have that South Node to sit on, you know? You have that career that brings stability. You get to enjoy your private life more. But the trick, the tool trick is, Not to be afraid to go into the family, because a lot of people, they'll become obsessed with their south node, and they'll feel so unsatisfied with it. And you cannot feel satisfied unless you move into the north node. So unless they get into that home life, that family life, that private life, they would never be happy. Your north node shows you the energy you need to integrate. For instance, I have my south node in Virgo, and my north node in Pisces. So I'm ridiculous. My husband is a Pisces. My son is a Pisces. My daughter is a Pisces. They're messy. They don't want to plan anything. They don't want to do any of these things. And I'm always like, want to have a plan. I want everything organized. I want everything clean. And when I get too crazy myself, my I go crazy living with all these Pisces. And I think I'm like, I'm de- my North knows in the fourth house, so my family's really destined. I'm destined to be here, right? And they teach me how to go with the flow, how to relax. <laughs> how to calm down you know how to just learn how to enjoy the moment you know what i mean So like um if they all taught up on me to be a lot more compassionate because when i was younger like i really thought that there was a certain way you had to do things and i was really critical and i was like this but then um when my I had my nodal opposition which is when your north node passes over your south node and the south node passes over the north and i actually was forced to become a stay-at-home mom because my north node's in the fourth house. So I had to let go of my career, and I was the one that wore the pants. And the the family, you know, I was, I basically carried on a lot of the male role, you know? But then I had to come home and be a stay-at-home mom, and I had to give up all the 10th house things. And it was so hard for me. And I uh, got really lost in myself. But then, I found my spiritual practice because my North Node's in Pisces, and ever since I really found my spiritual practice and I joined spiritual communities and I started working on these things, it's brought me a lot more inner peace. It's brought me a lot closer with my family, and it's actually even helped heal a lot of ancestral trauma that is happening. So, like you know how they say, you know, if you heal yourself, you heal all those that come before you. Ever since I've started my spiritual journey and I've worked so much on myself and healing myself, the changes I've seen in my mother are amazing, which I find just crazy. You know, my mom is a Pisces descendant, right? So my north does the fourth house, the mother, the family. You know, it's about your ancestral things. You know what I'm saying? So coming in here, doing this spiritual work. And I've done a lot of spiritual work within my family and with my family members. I've spiritual work with my children. And it's just brought us all close together. It's made my family just, it's like a blessing. That's what it really feels like. I feel like my family is a blessing.
1: And, and that's a perfect example of growing into that North Node. Now, folks, I'm telling you. You need to give astrology another look. If you if you're listening to her and you're like, look at all this stuff, but she learned about herself. Astrology will open a door to self-discovery. It could tell you it'll tell you about your love life. It'll tell you about your career. It'll tell you about your health. It'll tell you so, so much. And, you know, you got your north node somewhere. You got your south node somewhere. Get that needle chart done. Um, I, I wanna you said something I would love to hear this is is some of your spiritual practices. And, you know, in higher realms, we do uh, promote different types of spirituality. What are some of your spiritual practices that do bring you peace or or ground you or, or as you said, bring healing to you and your family?
0: One of the things I like to do is mantra meditation, because it's relaxing, you know, I have an overactive mind. So When I first started trying to meditate, it was really hard for me. Just sitting still and not going anywhere. I felt like I wanted to jump out of my skin. And so having that mantra to say. just And, you know, you don't have to use, like, Sanskrit mantras or anything like that. You can create your own mantras if you want to. You know, anything that you just need to say, anything that's calming and relaxing, you know, just repeating a mantra. For a few minutes, it's good. Or doing breath work. I really like to do breath work because it calms me down. I just learned this new type of breath work today um, where you sit up straight. You take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and you kind of make a hissing sound. And you focus on that hissing sound that you make when you come out. And it's just a quick way to get you centered, like right away.
1: Just don't look at yourself in the camera when you do it. (laughs) I was doing it and I beat that myself. I'm like, oh my Lord, looks like I'm having a stroke. But, anyways,
0: (laughs) and I like to do um, a lot of fire releases. Like when things are bothering me, I like to write them down on a piece of paper and I like to burn it in a fire. It's a shamanic practice taking things to the fire. Something's bothering you. You have sin in front of the fire. You give it to the fire. You don't Absolutely. have to write it down and burn it. You could say it to the fire. You could just think it to the fire and release it. It's so grounding. It helps so much. And another thing I do is I like to create mandalas. So I'll go get flowers or I'll pick up different items from nature. And on usually on um, the changing of the seasons is when I do it the most. But um, so like I I learned this with shamanism too. You take these mandalas and you're creating this like intention for yourself. So you take these different things and they it's all symbolic. All spiritual work is symbolic. It means something to you. Nobody else has to know what it means. But you take these different flowers with these different items and you create this piece of art with nature and you're kind of like putting in an imprint like this is what I want to do. This is what I want to manifest. And Absolutely. That's what I like to create it just um, it adds a little extra layer to anybody that likes to do, like, new moon intentions. or Like you were saying earlier, we live in these seasons. I believe we live seasonally, too. And I think there's a season for everything, you know? This was the summer season, so it's not really time to start new things. It's time to realize what do we want to carry on for the rest of the year? Where do we want to put all of our work into? What do we really want to harvest in the fall, you know? Because the summer is the time for us to work through those things. The spring we are planting our seeds. The summer we're doing the work. And then the fall we're gonna harvest and then in the winter, it's really time to like rest and like get ready. Get ready for those new seeds. You know, we're not really planting the seeds yet in winter, but it's that time we're like we need to come in and we need to, you know reflect and we need to figure out what are we gonna do, what's our intentions for the next cycle? It's really important to live your life intentionally because so much we live on autopilot. Yes. Right. How many how how often do you just see you're doing this, you're doing that? We've gotten so used to do, doing so much multitasking that we don't even know what we're doing anymore. You know? Yep. Where are you going? What are you doing? A lot of people they're just working the same job, doing the same patterns, having the same relationship problems and nothing's changing. And they don't know why. Well, it's because nothing they're doing is changing. They're not even paying attention to what they're doing. Nobody's really like we're so distracted on our phones. We're so distracted with all these things we're trying to do. Um, A lot of people, you know, get really lost in the image they're trying to upkeep. Because we're so programmed to think we have to be a certain way. But really, the only way you need to be is however you want to be. It's just you. Just whatever makes you feel good that's when you're really contributing the most to society. When you really love yourself and you enjoy yourself and you're doing the things that make you feel good.
1: I, I, everything you said, I absolutely love. I love the fact about you create your own rituals that have a meaning and a purpose to you. Uh, I love how you say you can create your own mantras. You know, you, uh, For example, you could say, I'm always safe and provided for. I'm always safe and provided for. Or love always surrounds me. Uh, or you can also listen to the, 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 the original Hindu stuff. That's fun, too. But um, what I really like is during the solstice, uh, you showed a video of you and your son, and you were involving him in doing his ritual. And I think it's so beautiful to see parents, uh, especially, not, you know, not just... Far right, when you were pushed to go to Sunday school, and you're just told things, but really seeing how you were opening up a ritual for that, your son, and, and explaining, and allow him to touch things and and put things together, and you know, can you talk a little bit about, about you know, as a mother, creating consciousness, teaching your children how to tap into to you know, spirit God, their own connection to God.
0: Really, I want my children to be able to feel like they can believe whatever they want to believe. They don't have to believe what I believe. They get to choose. If they want to believe different things than me, then I'm cool with that. But I think that um, they should know what all's out there, you know? So I like to inform them on a lot of different things that I read. We watch like a lot of documentaries together about different things. Um, And I talk to them about my spiritual practices here and there because they start asking me about it hey mom, what are you doing over here? And then I explain everything to them. Then they decide, do they want to be part of it? Do they not want to be part of it? And actually recently this year, the rituals that you're talking about, my kids really wanted to do the shamanic initiations. And I thought about it for a while and I decided, all right, we were going to do it. So I took them out and I gave them all the foundation rights in the Key. So I, there's still several rights left to give them, which I think that, they might get as they're older, you know, my daughter, she's the oldest, she's going to be 13 in February and she's received more of the rights than the boys. I have a nine year old and I have a four year old and they really resonate with that. They get excited about the idea of spirit guides. Um, They get excited when they see birds. They're real in touch with nature. They love watching me outside doing my mandalas. They always want to be part of it. And then I have, um, a group of girlfriends that come over and we get together and we do things. So then it makes them even more excited because then they realize, okay, well, we could do this with people. You know, this creates community. This creates friendship. My mom, she has these friends that do Reiki. What is this Reiki? This Reiki is so cool. Cause you know, kids think everything's cool when they're little, they get excited about stuff. So I just explained to them, Hey, this is what this is about. And I let them decide if they want to believe that or if, if that resonates with them, and if it does, and they want to pursue something, then we do things together. I think that they need to know um, everything that I know. Basically, I talk to them about astrology. I tell them a little bit about what's in their astrology chart. They get excited about it. Then they want to compete with each other because their are kids. So, oh, well, my moon's here, and my moon's there. and Oh, well, my moon's in the first house, so I'm the most like mom. You know? <laughs> my kids are like that, but...
1: I I really liked doing
0: all those things with the kids.
1: I love it. I love that you shared that video. Um, It's just, it's just so amazing. You know, today is July 7th. It's a special day for me. My best friend growing up uh, was Tina Kirksey and she turned out to down the road, become my sister-in-law and just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, soul. Uh, She had cancer uh, about seven years ago. She passed away seven years ago from cancer. But what I really liked about her autumn, uh, well what not about her, but about yeah. what you mentioned Ricky, is is on all the pain that she was in and 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 the pain pills could not take if anyone's had cancer, the pain is unbelievable. But she uh, got introduced to Ricky and actually had a master person come out and do Ricky on her. And it was the time that they would practice the energy and the Ricky sessions with her that actually the pain from the cancer would leave and it would give her uh, a a chance to catch her breath and be pain free. And, and, uh, and that was an eye opening because she wasn't uh, uh, involved in any of that stuff. And so Ricky, yeah. So maybe can you, can you, someone out there might be listening right now and saying, what is that? And, and I would like them to just tell them a little bit about it because if you have cancer, if you have any other physical ailments and even emotional ailments, this is something that may seem far fetched, but it is absolutely, I've seen it work miracles for people. What is it and, and how does it work?
0: Basically, when you do Reiki, you step back and you just become a channel of energy. Like, we all know that, you know, we have this channel of energy that runs through us. We have these chakras. We have this, like, life force energy running through us all the time. Well, once you get attuned to Reiki, this energy runs through you. All you have to do is decide that you're going to be a channel. Like, Reiki masters, they don't heal anyone. They just become a channel for divine energy to come through them. So basically, they just let angels and guides and, like, the energy work through them, just run right through their body and give that other person the energy that they need. They become a conduit of healing.
1: So, so like, you would tool. place your hand above different parts of the body? I mean, that's, am I correct? Yeah,
0: because the Reiki comes out of your palms. Right now you're talking about it. My hands are getting all excited with you talking about it. Actually, when I first um, started doing Reiki, I wasn't even sure if I believed it. You know, I wasn't sure because I, have you know, with my Jupiter retrograde, I've always been skeptical about everything. So at first I was going to Reiki, I was like, I don't know. But then I started feeling stuff and I was like, oh man, you know, started getting a little excited about it. And then I started getting Reiki from other people and it's amazing. You can feel it. You can feel this energy coming through you. It, You do feel so much better. Actually, the other day, on Father's Day, I got stung by a wasp. Cause I was on this bus with this guy at the river, and he just smacked this wasp, and it hit me. And I was so grateful that it hit me, because the guy in front of me was allergic to wasps. Oh. And I was just like, if that guy had got stung by this wasp. But I just put my hand right over it, and I held it, and I just gave Reiki to my arm. It never hurt.
1: The wow. wasp
0: thing never hurt. It just healed it. It's Jesus used to do that. Like A lot of people don't know, but when they talk about things like, um, the healing with the hands, the laying on the hands, that's Reiki, you know, when people go in and they do that, that's, um, I don't want to, I don't know. I love it. I love it. I I love (laughs) it.
1: Hey folks, instead of getting a massage, those that like getting massages or chiropractor try, try Reiki sometime, try that and, and, and get into that. Uh, you they offer that
0: for free on Wednesdays at um, First Unity Spiritual Campus. They do a meditation from 6 And You're talking about Saint Petersburg. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm yes. in Michigan. I, I I might get a plane to go down there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but great. if you're if you're in Saint Pete, go to the Unity Church. And if Saint Pete does it, look at the Unity churches wherever you live. at. they may do it as well. And uh, I think that's beautiful. I used to live in St. Pete and it's a beautiful, beautiful area and I go there all the time. So all my St. Petersburg fans, Tampa Bay fans, I love you. Um, You mentioned uh, the shamanism. Can you talk a little bit about that? And the reason why we're just hitting these things, it, it, it would take weeks and weeks to get into everything. But tonight on Higher Realms, we have Autumn Davison and and she's just introducing some of these topics that hopefully you'll get interested in and Google it and start studying it on your own. Talk to us about uh, the shaman.
0: Shamanism is really about stepping into what I would want to call almost like another realm, you know, you stepping into a totally different it's a state of consciousness, really. Most of dimensions, you know, are states of consciousness, you know. And when you go and do shamanic work, you step into this realm called the noosphere, which is outside of space and time. And in this place, you connect with special beings like the Humpa Kunis. These are um, light beings, you know, that come to you. These are um, spirit animals that come to you. And what you do is you're just creating this space. You're just there to create the space. And then it's the beings that do all of the work. It's the beings that work with you. You work through it. Just like with the Reiki, you know, you're a conduit of this. Well, shamanism, it's the same thing. It's just, it's about surrender. It's about surrendering to a higher power and letting something more powerful than you work through you, work with you to heal things. On an energetic level that you can't see, you know, on, on different different areas of your body, like your energy body, your psychic body, your emotional body.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good. I know some people that are... That's
0: the best I can explain it. No, no,
1: I think it's great. And, it. and it's, it, it, you see it in the Native American, you see it in all the early uh, 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 tribes and civilization, Um, you know, and so we have a lot of different levels of people that watch the show. we got people that are very, know a lot about the spiritual different subjects out there. And then we got newbies, new people that are coming from a more traditional background. This is all new to them. I always tell people, because I get this question, I'm scared, you know, what if I'm opening up to something evil or what if I'm opening up to the devil or what if I'm being deceived? And I always tell people, Autumn, when you... Are reaching out to God when you're reaching out to Spirit, He's not letting any evil, any bad thing come into you or in this or that. Can you can you maybe just ease that fear and then maybe even tell people how they can say a prayer or an intention to to be open to letting Spirit communicate with them and lead them.
0: Well, first of all, you can always ask for protection if you feel worried or afraid. You can ask for a, like one of a, I've noticed that since I've started working, um, with my shamanic guides, with, um, the serpent, with the jaguar, with the Eagle, you know, um, with the hummingbird ever, whenever I call in my sacred space, if I ever feel like a presence or anything, I immediately feel safe, even more safe than when I call on my angels. Even when I, you know, ask Archangel Michael for protection or this for protection, but I want to talk about evil for a minute because I think that really evil is just like a dark energy. We all have it in us. Nobody doesn't have it in them. You can't, nobody can say that they don't, you know, it's an energy. It's a dark energy. And it's just about being in fear. You know, you being afraid, you know, you're getting afraid and then you're like just bringing this energy toward you. And so then you're becoming a vibrational match to people that are doing that. And really it's like, People become afraid and they feel hurt and they feel wounded over things that happen to them. And so then they go and then they try to do those things to others. You know what I mean? Yes. Like how abusers become abusers. You know, that's, it's just an energy. You can flip that, you know, you can, you can call in the light. Like if you are doing things out of love with the intention of love, that's the energy you're going to attract in. The only time you really have to be worried is if you're super afraid and you have bad intentions because no matter like how you're feeling, your intention matters. You know what I mean? That's your conscious energy. You're choosing that you're creating that. So when you're feeling something and you're putting this focus behind it, just make sure that you're feeling love for something. You're doing something out of love that you have a good intention behind it. You know? Yes. Like, if you do something and then a negative effect happens, if you had a good intention to it, that's not creating bad karma for yourself. That's not creating
1: absolutely
0: bad, you know? It's all about your how you feel your intention.
1: Absolutely. You know, I tell people, Autumn, you're not your thoughts. So if you, if you get a thought in your head, I don't care if it's even a suicidal thought. It's just an energy. It's a lower energy. And all you have to do, I'm, and I'm not trying to, belittle these thoughts they are very serious but what i'm trying to say is remind yourself all right this is just a thought it's not me it is an energy but it's not me and if i allow myself to realize that it's not me and not fret over it that thought will pass and then a better thought will come and so i think it's really important that you if you do get a scary thought that you don't fixate on it and and you don't become obsessed over it and if you need to do, you know, keeping busy, keeping activity, keeping yourself motivated while those things are going on can help redirect that, but once again, prayer, protection, there's more light than there is dark, and and I know right now with all the uh, coronavirus and all the things going on in the world, there's a lot of fear that's brought up, there's a lot of worry that's brought up, there's a lot of a lot of tension that is brought up, and so it's important that you don't Always overload yourself reading the news, overload yourself reading all the negative comments. Be aware, be smart, have common sense, but give more attention to your family, more attention back to your art, your creativity, more attention to the things that uplift your spirit while we uh, rise above this time of uh, fear.
0: It really is um, wherever you put your attention to, that's where the energy is growing. So people are focusing on the problem all the time, all it is is more problems. They want to go out and focus on this and focus on that, point out, point out, point out. But really, if you just align yourself with the solution instead of the problem, then you're creating a lot more solutions. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you can sit there and point at something all day and say, that's broken, that's broken, that's broken, that's broken. That doesn't fix it. You know? Yeah. Come on. And then you can look at something and be like, oh, okay, I see this is going on. Well, how can I fix that? And then instead of staring at the thing, you already know it's broken. You already know from, well, go over here and figure out how you're going to fix it. Put all your energy and focus into that. That's how we'll get a lot of solutions going on. I also think, too, that with this Gemini energy, you know, we have so many problems. We honestly do. There's just so many problems. And people get so angry. They're like, you don't care enough about, you know, the environment. You don't care enough about racism. You don't care enough about the economy. Well, in reality, quit yelling at people about what they don't care enough about and go out and take care of what you need to take care of. Because we need people to go out and take care of the environment. We need people to go out and take care of the economy. We need people to go out and make sure equality is happening. But just because that's your path or your purpose doesn't mean that everybody else is ignoring the only issue. You know what I mean? Yes. There's a lot of that going around. People are like, why aren't you mad enough about this? And people are yes. like, well, I care about that, but I'm really focused on this because yes. this is my path. Like, I view myself more as an environmentalist. I really want to get rid of a lot of the toxic things, the things that aren't good for us. Like, I want to, it's one of the reasons I want to become a dietitian. I think I want to do something with agriculture. I, that's, like, the thing I want to go do. I have other friends that want to tackle, like, um, family issues, you know, psychological things. I support that, you know, that's their path. I'm like, that's great, but I don't have to be like, yes. you're not paying enough attention to the environment, you know? Yes. With the North Node and Gemini, if people just go after what's curious and gain skills, because Gemini is all about skills, go after what you're curious about, gain skills, put your energy and focus and attention into that, and that's how we're going to get so many problems solved so quickly. Not fighting about who's right. That's not going to help anything, you know? One other thing I wanted to say um, when you were talking about thoughts, something that's helped me realize that my thoughts are not mine is really looking at your thoughts as like a sense. You know, you smell things. That's not necessarily you. You see things. not necessarily you, you know? If you imagine thoughts coming in like a stream, and your brain being a receiver. They um, have all these things that talk about how, you know, you can have a couple that's in a house and they fight and bicker all the time. And they move out of that house and then a new couple moves in. Now this new couple's in the house, all of a sudden they're fighting and bickering. They don't know what they're fighting and bickering about. It's because all of that is in the atmosphere of the house. And that's one of the reasons people sage their houses or whatever. But, and when you have these thought streams coming in If you're, like, constantly on that stream, you're creating those neural pathways in your brain. And another thing, like, if you're around people that have those problems all the time, those mirror neurons in your brain make you start resonating with all that. So if you're around somebody who's always having relationship issues or you're always having, like, some kind of issues, paying attention to that all the time and talking to this person all the time creates those issues in your brain too because now you're wiring with these people like this is important with the north node and gemini you are who you associate with yes we we're connected to everyone we become a mesh you know what i mean so like especially because people don't know how to protect their auras they don't know how to protect their energy they don't they don't know who they are a lot of people now don't even know who they are so how are they even going to tell if they're being like somebody else. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. So it's really
0: important to watch who you're hanging out with, watch what you're paying attention to, watch what you're putting your focus on, because you can get caught up real easy.
1: Absolutely. That's really good for anything, any work, love, you name it, anything. Um, For those that are single, though, it's really especially important with the people you're dating. And if you're dating somebody and you're constantly feeling Depressed, not good enough, stressed, worried, uh, you need to ask yourself, you know, that's not gonna get better when you get married. That demand's not gonna change. It doesn't change. And so you need to, and that's a whole nother episode. But start looking at your life as energy. Am I feeling up or down? And if I'm more down, why is it? Is it what am I watching? What am I reading? Who am I talking to? You know, another thing is if you're always looking at the problem you can't see it's right in your face sometimes you got to take a step back and that taking a step back is like here spirit i give it to you here universe i give it to you i'm gonna just have faith that you'll show me when i need to do when it's time to do it and when you take a little bit more of a hands off which could be hard for a capricorn uh in any placement but when you do a little hands off uh you'll see that you'll be less stressed and things begin to fall into place a lot more now, if you want to get more of Autumn's teachings and her, her uh, updates on astrology and all this, go to her Facebook site, Daily Dharma. Ask to be part of her group. If you'd like to get a free astrology reading this month, you can go to my website. I got a few spots left open, divinesparkministries.com. And there it is right there on the screen, divinesparkministries.com. We have a few more minutes. I don't know if there's any questions, Tiffany. If someone has a question, and you want to throw it up? That's fine. If not, we got a few more minutes. It's just been great, you know. Uh, I would say this. I, I love how you said your husband was a Pisces, because uh, it's for all you husbands out there. Uh, if you could look up Autumn's husband, and I did, as I was sneaky, I looked up your husband's Facebook page, and I can admit it, right, stalker. Uh, he knows how to talk about his wife. I mean, and I get goosebumps the way he honors you and the way he respects you and the way he talks about you is it's just beautiful. And so uh, if anyone that's a man out there and you see Autumn Davidson and you want to check out her husband's site, just look on how he talks about his wife, because that will show you. Holly, probably you should be talking about your girlfriend, your mother, your wife. And uh, I think I just given tonight, just go give him a big hug and kiss because uh, I think that's excellent. He just really gives you the respect and honor that I that I do not see in a lot of relationships, unfortunately. And Facebook, you see so many people putting their family garbage out there instead of just really, you know what, putting the good out there. And that's what I love about your family is you put that good out there. Um, what I want to ask real quickly is, uh, we got a few more minutes. Is there anything else? I love how you said that you're an empath and that you're, you're here to help heal people. Um, I got Neptune on the ascent. So, you know, I, I, I feel those, that, that empath, if somebody is struggling emotionally, uh, or psychologically, or they're hurt in another way and they're off, I, I know it's a big question and you can't cover all of it. What are some steps that someone could do that maybe right now they're listening to you tonight and they're not feeling too good about their life and about about their situation?
0: Well, one thing, a lot of times people don't even really know how they feel or why they feel that way. And I can tell you firsthand, if you start journaling, I know it sounds like something so small or so silly. Just journal. Just take your hand to a paper and just start writing. And don't even think about what you're going to write. Just write. Even if you're writing like, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. Eventually, you'll start writing something. You'll start writing out your feelings. That's one good way to get things out. Another good way is to start asking yourself why you feel this way. Like You're sitting there, and then you're feeling upset about something. Why am I feeling that way? Well, I'm feeling that way because I'm mad at Sheila for whatever. Why are you mad at Sheila for this? Because she hurt my feelings because why does that hurt your feelings? Well, that hurts my feelings because... Well, why does that, you know? And it's funny because if you keep asking that why question, you're going to get to a little root in there. And you're going to discover that there's some kind of wound going on there, or some kind of unmet need that's not being met. And it usually has nothing to do with the thing that you think it has to do with.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: I, my mom has always been, my mom has South Node in her first house and she's a Pisces ascendant. And she's always um, made us look at the other person's point of view. So that's something I've been really good at because in our lives, whenever we were having a problem or whenever there was a conflict, it's not that my mom would take up for the other person all the time, but she would always be like, well, well, this is probably how they see it. And this is probably, you know, whatever. So it helps you get out of that self-righteousness or like that victim mentality or like feeling whatever. And so for me, it's a lot more easy for me to reflect and be like, okay, well, what's really going on here? Why am I really upset? What's really happening here? Because you really have no control over anybody else or anything else. You only have control over yourself. One of the quickest ways to feel better about anything is to just accept it. Yes. As hard as it is to accept it, this is it. There's nothing you can do about it. This is how it is. And if it is something you can do about it, You're the one that's doing it. You're the one that's still participating in it, you know? And a lot of the people have difficulty with letting go. But sometimes, like, we try so hard to let go. We're like, I'm letting this go. I'm letting this go. Letting go is not a trying thing. Sometimes you just got to let it be. Let it be is how you let it go. If you're having a conflict or you're having an emotional issue or something with somebody... Let
1: it go. I got to, I got to cut you in right there. Cause we we're, we're about 30 seconds from being done with the higher realm show. It's been so great. Do what she said. Why, why, why do that? Try that this week. And then number two, do that automatic writing, start journaling. There it is. Her Facebook group right there. It's called the daily Dharma. And, uh, you know, it's been a blessing autumn to have you on this show down the road when things slow down and you get your degree and all that love to have you in here more. Uh, i'm a hummingbird that's my nickname one of my nicknames so i'll have to i have to go see what that means in shamanism next time but uh stay in touch and i will keep looking at all your posts thank you so much namaste namaste goodbye everyone
0: become a goldilocks productions vip patron receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs join the goldilocks productions vip community today